Rookie Designer, Episode 5. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Well, I was tempted to name this episode the Johnny Onnit episode, because somehow between my full-time job work and my freelance job work, or rather endless search for clients, and spending time with my wife, I actually found time to uh, make a couple of podcasts in one week. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. I guess the stars just aligned and everything worked out. But I wouldn't be holding your breath that this is going to happen too often or even ever again. I can't make any promises, but it was a nice development that it actually did happen. So the topic for the day is playing the game. And let me just uh, throw out an apology ahead of time because this episode might actually turn into more of a personal commentary or a rant than the, the normal format that we stick to for these shows. So, playing the game. What exactly do we mean by that? Well, really, it's, it's learning what you have to do to survive in the world of design and what you have to do to make money. I mean, that's really the end goal of what we do, right? I mean, there's, there's several people that can say, well, I do it for the love of the art. But in the field that we're in, the hardware, the software, it all costs a lot of money. And come the end of the day, we have to have something there to, to pay the bills. So it's really just acclimating to, to your environment to be able to survive. And you might find that sometimes, even with yourself, you, you can kind of get into a, a situation where you have tunnel vision and you, you lose sight of your purpose, which is to create original pieces of artwork that are eye-catching, that serve their purpose, that, that bring in clients or, or retail customers or whatever it may be. So you really should have a willingness to, to try anything and everything that you can do to, to spruce up your work, to really make those pieces shine above anything else. And this, this really also relates a lot to freelance designers and their clients in that you, you might end up thinking that, that you have a design that's perfect, but then you bring it back to the client and, and they don't like it. And this, this is something you're gonna encounter a lot. There's really, there's two kinds, well, there's probably more than two kinds, but you'll find that there's, there's two kinds of clients. You have the kind that kind of don't know really what they want. He wants a brochure or he or she wants a brochure, but they're not really sure how they want to design it. They're not sure what kind of imagery to use, what, what kind of text they want. And this may seem like a very good situation for you as a designer, but actually it can turn out to be a pretty horrible one because with this, you go back and you're going to do all your designing. You're going to lay something out, usually some kind of rough cut. You, you definitely want to, don't want to get too far into the project before you bring it back to the client to have them approve it. But so this is basically on your shoulders. So you come up with something and you think it's a pretty good design and you bring it back to them. But now all of a sudden they know exactly what they want and what they want isn't what you did. So you basically have to uh, throw that in the garbage and start all over again. 
So you'll find that it's really better to, to have the type of client that at least has a pretty good idea of what they want. And they can give you some direction on the project. So you're not just kind of blind leading the blind and, and just throwing something out there that ultimately they might not even like at all. And this is something that kind of relates to workflow too, in that you, you really have to be careful of trap situations. If you're, if you're sending in revision after revision, this might not have been something that you, that you accounted for when you quoted the project, and thus you're going to end up losing money, which is obviously never a good thing. So you really got you really to look out for these people that don't know what they want. And really in that kind of situation, you're, you're really going to want to have more stages at which you take the project back to the client and make sure that you're on the right track. If, you, if, if you're constantly taking versions to the client and making them sign off on it, well, then they can't go back and say, well, I didn't like that, so we need to start over because you're going to have their signature on that that says, yes, I approve this, we can go forward with this design. So it's really just a good way to cover your back. And also I found when you're working with these clients, it's, it's okay to make suggestions about what you think will be good. Uh, I, I tend to keep them more to the, well, I think the size of this type should go down, or I think this kind of imagery would be good on this page rather than, uh, you know, you don't, you don't want to get into a situation where you're forcing things on the client because ultimately they're not going to like that, that you're trying to take control of them. But also, I mean, they have their own, own idea of what they want. And in some cases you may find that their idea of what the good design is, is, is really a pile of crap, but they are the one who's paying for it. So if a pile of crap is what they want, then that's what you will give them. And it, you're going to find this a lot. You're not going to, some, some pieces are going to be done to the client's delight and they're not even going to be close to something you're going to want to put in your portfolio. But the fact of the matter is you did make the money on that job. So it's still, um, it's still mission accomplished. Uh, the next thing is basically that design, design is not a competition. And I, I noticed this a lot in school. When we had a project given to us, it's, it almost became like a competition because you know, at the end of this, you're going to, everybody's going to present their projects. And of course you want to be the one who has the best one out there, or at least scores a good grade. So it, it kind of gets those competitive juices flowing. And when you first start out and you're looking for a job, this is, this is another situation. Obviously you're going to be looking for a job. And there's probably going to be hundreds of other designers that are vying for the same job. So in essence, it is a competition. You want to be the best one so that you can get the job. But once you get into things, you'll notice that design really is better if you don't treat it like a competition. I guess the, the other exception would be if you're actually in a design competition. Well, obviously you want to win the, the great prize that you get for winning. But when you get out there, it's, it's good to start working with other designers so that you can collaborate and, and have a better, a better in scenario. And I relate this to my days in, in the band in that a lot of bands would get like that too. They'd, they'd want to be the best band in town. So they would, you know, it would be a, a competition to see whose band is better, but really the best scenario is when, you know, let's say you and another band are, are play, you know, pretty good venues in town. Well, you've got the ends at one venue and they have the ends at the other big one. Well, if you guys work together and one person, one band lets the other band on their show, 
it's probably going to be better for you because that band may turn around and say, well, you gave us that show. Well, why don't you go, come be on this show? And then both of you are profiting. And it, it can really work with this way with designers and, and you should really take advantage of that because there's, there's designers at all different skill levels. And if you, find, if you meet people that, that have different skills that you don't have, well, you can learn from them and possibly you will, you'll know something that you can pass on to them. And also, uh, you may be able to share work. Some people, if, if someone is, is specialized in a, in a specific kind of design and you are specialized in a different one, well, if they get clients for what you do, they might just be willing to pass them along and, and you should definitely return the favor if that's the, if that's the case. So uh, what we're saying here is a community of designers can definitely accomplish much more than a single designer by themselves. Now, I talked about my job a couple of times, and really I, I find myself at a disadvantage because, as I've said before, I'm kind of the do-it-all guy. I, I work by myself. There's nobody else in the office that does design except there is there is one lady who does a little bit of uh, web design. She's actually the, the web interface person. But there's I, I'd say it's more a, a give relationship with me because I think I pretty much surpass her in her Photoshop skills. Although she knows much more about uh, web coding and languages than I'll ever want to know. So I don't really have a, a support group to lean on there. Now, if you're working in, in a place that has, you know, four or five different designers, then you are an advantage here, at an advantage here, and you really should take, a, take advantage of the people that are around you and their skills. Because even if you, you're all at the same skill level, there's still going to be things that you can pick up, different techniques, different uh, tips, because really everybody has their own way of doing things. And it's going to be advantageous to you to know every single possible way you can to get around a certain design problem. It'll help you become a better designer. And for this last segment, um, this is kind of where the rant comes in, but I guess I'll just read my, my topic sentences. Stop the whining. And this really came from reading something in a magazine. It really spawned the whole episode. I, I just kind of added on the other things because I thought they were good things to point out about, you know, how designers get competitive and, you know, how things go the way that they probably shouldn't go. But this, this here is the worst. I was reading in a Layers magazine. And by the way, if you have not checked out Layers magazine, you should do so. It is a magazine by Adobe. And it basically outlines all the Adobe products, the Creative Suite. They also have uh, articles on Premiere and After Effects, and also on Flash and Dreamweaver. As, as we all know, those are about to become Adobe products very soon. But it, the, I was reading a letter to the editor, and it was actually another person that said that they almost didn't buy the magazine because the first thing they read was a letter to the editor, and it was all about this guy going off how in, how Layers Magazine is now for all users, PC and Mac, because before Layers Magazine was called Mac Design Magazine, and it was all, you know, it was all about Apple design and working on Macintosh, and you would get those, you know, your rants and your jokes about the PC users and whatnot, so it kind of irked a couple of people when 
when they switched over to layers and started offering content to everyone, even including PC users. So this person went off about how they read this and they almost wanted to, you know, throw the magazine down and not and not buy it, which would have been a mistake because it's a very good magazine. There's all kinds of tutorials on all of the applications and just generally good good info on all of them. So and and this is one of the things that the that really gets at me. Now I am a Mac user, as I've said in the past, but I've also mentioned the fact that it's good to know both platforms. And there are people who just use their Macs or people who, who swear by PCs. And there's those who, who use both and really, you know, love different attributes about each system. But it's really, it is to your advantage to use both of them. And I really do, you know, like a good PC joke as much as the next Mac user. But when it starts getting into, uh, well, we want to we want to segregate because these people use PCs. We don't want them to to be able to be a part of our magazine. I mean, that's just, that just gets really stupid. Another perfect example of this, and I started going into it a little bit in the last episode, and that is Quark Design, uh, Quark Design, Quark Express users and InDesign users. And this this battle has going been going on for quite some time. As I mentioned in the, in the last episode, Quark was pretty much the industry standard and had nothing to fear. They were, they were crushing all the competition. And because of that, they kind of got stagnant. They didn't release too many versions. Uh, if you ever tried to call their customer service, you would know that they pretty much sucked. It took forever to get through to them. The people weren't very helpful. Uh, tech support you had to pay quite a bit of money for. And, you know, Adobe really took advantage of this and got in there and secretly was working on all these new features that they were going to release and ended up doing so. And I think they kind of caught Quark by surprise. All of a sudden, they were they were up there right with Quark and they were a, an industry choice. A lot of people were switching and still are switching to InDesign. And you really kind of saw Quark kind of scrambling around. They didn't really know what hit them. So now, now they're, uh, they released the 6.5 with a couple of new features. They've got all kinds of extensions, extensions that they're adding to try and keep up until, you know, keep people from switching to InDesign until their new version 7 comes out, which I think is going to be sometime soon. Not exactly sure when. Um, and you could really see the difference between this. They, they, their customer service was totally overhauled and they actually are pretty helpful now. They have free tech support now. They have uh, a newsletter that they send out by email. It's called Cork Particles. They also have an online uh, magazine. I can't remember the name of it right now, but I'll throw that in a different episode if I, if I can figure that out. But they really just overhauled everything because they, they finally found out that you know they weren't the best thing since sliced bread. So it's, it's really a good thing that these kind of things are happening. You know, this country was built on healthy competi- competition between businesses. So I, I don't really think it's a thing that should be, well, my application is better than yours. Mine has these new features and yours doesn't. I think you should just take advantage of what's happening, whether you use Quark or whether you use InDesign or maybe you use both. You're really going to profit from this because these two companies are now pushing each other to see who can come out with the best the best application. And because of this, we're really benefiting because we're getting a new set of features and really a, a better product. And this goes for these applications as, as well as the different platforms. 
So I, I really think people should just stop their whining, stop trying to say, oh, mine's better, and just, just sit back and, and reap in the benefits. Now that's what I call a rookie mistake. For a tip today, you actually might notice that I'm just kind of reiterating things that I stated earlier in the episode, but they are key and important things, so I just thought I'd reinforce them in this, in this little section of the episode. And that is that it's, you know, it's natural to have that competitive feeling, especially when you're in school or if you're just out of school looking for a job. Like I said, you are competing with other, other people for jobs or for grades. But this is something that you really got to kick as soon as possible. The more people that you can collaborate with, whether it be you know the same skill level and you're learning just different techniques, or if you're you're actually learning something from them because they know they know techniques or they know applications that you don't know, it's it's all good. It's all going to help you. Teamwork with others is is really the key here, and. Again, if, if you can find people to work with that maybe have a different specialty than you do, well, you might be able to pass some work around. And that's always a good situation. So get yourself out there. Network with other designers. Uh, if you have knowledge, share it. There's, there's no point in trying to keep secrets or design secrets because chances are someone else is out there that knows what you know and there's, there's plenty of resources, there's plenty of other people who are real, willing to share what they know. So there's really no such thing as a design secret. If you know something, it's going to be out there sooner or later. And again, hook up with, with people who have different skills. So, you know, if, if somebody is, is a multimedia person and you're a print person, well, they might get clients that, that also want print design. And if you start this, this little collaboration of designers or a conglomerate, you're going to be able to pass the work around. And, and if you pass work on, it's going to come back to you as well. And it's good to know, have people that you know that have a high quality of work so that you can recommend them. You don't want to be sending your clients to somebody else not knowing how good their work is. Because if it's not good, well, that's going to reflect badly on you that you're the one that sent the client there. So it's again, it's good to have a, a nice little design community to be able to, to rely on. And again, this, that's the point of this whole podcast. I want to get a community of designers that can teach each other things, help the design process, help grow as a designer. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. Well, our website today actually directly relates to what I've been talking about, what I mentioned earlier. The site is quarkversusindesign.com. That's quarkvsindesign.com. And although this kind of goes against what I was saying before, that you know it's it's really not a competition. We just need to benefit from what's happening with these companies. Well, this this site kind of takes the other side of it. That it is kind of a I think there's a link on there that says uh, the key battles, like this is a war between the two companies. And it really kind of is, but like I said, we only stand to benefit from, from what happens between them. But this site is, is a good resource. Uh, they do go into the differences between the two uh, applications. There's also news on upcoming releases for each of them. They have plugins and extensions 
as Quark calls them. And they also have tutorials. So it's, it's, it's a good one to check out. You, you might not find everything you're looking for on this, but if you are in print design and you use either or or both, it's, I think it's a good thing to look at. can't keep saying it enough. Uh, RookieDesigner.com is up there. Somebody actually finally put a comment up. Thank you very much. And really, the, the point of this, though, isn't to tell me that I'm doing a good job. I appreciate that. I, anybody who's listening, I appreciate you subscribing and, and listening to my not-so-radio voice or program. But you know, really, the point of putting the comments up is, is to add to the conversation. Do you have something to add to that episode? Or do you want to call me on something? If you think I'm wrong, hey, put it out there. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid. I, As I said before, I'm not the expert on everything. So if you can add something that, that's going to help everybody out, out, help out the listeners, please do so. And also, if, if you have some websites that you want to add that you think would be good references for everyone, it's always a good thing to put up there. And I think that's about it for this episode. And I will talk to you next time. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's out of here.